following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. and welcome it's monday december 16th 2019 i am ian glendon and i am joined by the only the one and only mr rhode island he is mike debate he is my co-host mike how are we doing this morning oh Oh, there we are (laughs) you cut out for a second interesting (laughs) you know we should be we should be doing pretty good Oh, I cut out for a no, second. No, you're good. You're good. Did you're we back. get a la 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 in? Because yeah, I no, no. You, we, all right, we that's got good. That. That's good. Yep. I, I think I think the la 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 was so uh, so uh, intense and and uh, sounding that it just knocked out all uh, internet and road. I Island, temporarily so. knocked out full mm-hmm. press radio, yep. so that's that's good. I I'll take that as a good sign. That's a good way to begin <laughs> the week. Uh, what's not a good way to begin the week is a lot of uh, uh, moronic people out there. But mm. uh, you know, I'm sure you know. We'll save the airing of grievances for next week, as that will be epic. Now, all in all, doing pretty well. Had a good weekend great weekend in the nfl yes. a lot of great action a lot of good stuff happening so uh you know let's uh let's get right to it my friend yeah no absolutely and uh look i mean i you know i know it's cliche to say this or i know you know everyone's gonna you know mention this but like oh well i can't believe it's this, this it, i can't believe we're already through week 15 and you know i'm excited for the playoffs but at the same time it's bittersweet because you know that you know we're 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 just just a handful of weeks away from from that awful six month stretch where we don't have football anymore. Uh, fortunately, we'll have another Patriots cheating controversy to talk about for the next twenty fucking mo- uh, effing months. Apologize, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was, that was bombs. Sl- yes, well, F-bombs you know, again, on a Monday, yeah. I, you know, it, it's I, I woke up angry this morning, and 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 not so much angry, just you know, well, yeah, angry, frustration, just 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 utter just i i just I lack the energy that i need to uh to deal with a, a bunch of nonsense like this again and, and again we, we will we will talk about it because you know it's it, it's all the buzz around the nfl world because it's the new england patriots and clearly clearly they needed uh some sort of advantage to beat the Bengals. you know um <laughs> i just it, i i just i can't you know what you Let's start there because I I just I can't get it out of my mind. I keep wanting yeah, let's to do shift <laughs> uh, shift over to talk about some of this NFL stuff, and we will trust me. I, there's going to be plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, but you know, it, it's it's it, it's it's hard not to start with um, <clears throat> what uh what 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 I'm just baffled is still a thing right now. Um. I mean, I, I guess not really, because even I said when this first happened like a week ago that uh, this was going to have about a 10-year a shelf life, and it, it seems like that's the case. So, of course, we're talking about uh, hashtag Spygate 2. Electric boogaloo. Yes, that's right. The the, the craziness that is this this absolutely absurd uh, uh, quote-unquote controversy. So, um, let's just put it bluntly. The only reason, the the only way you believe this is cheating is if you believe 
or, or, or you just ignore every sort of uh, bit of circumstantial evidence that surrounds this case. Everything we know about this case, uh, Patriots asking for credentials, doing everything out in the open, um, not having any sort of cameraman and any other opponent of the Patriots this year, which would kind of completely defeat the purpose of this grand ski, uh, cheating scheme. And then you just factor into account, it's the, it's the damn Bengals, the 1 in 12 Bengals. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you would think, you would think, and I was hoping, actually, that in this situation that uh, I, I logic and reason would prevail. Let's stay focused, man. Keep that stick on <laughs> Screwed that one up. Reason will prevail! <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Reason will prevail. Um... No, it didn't. Because again, if you look at this whole situation logically, if you you look at it without that slant of I want the Patriots to be found guilty. I mean, and that's the problem. People see the first few lines or the first few headlines that we saw and they're like, you know what? The Patriots obviously did this. Well, did they? Did they? Because it seems I mean, look, I think everyone will sit there and say Bill Belichick's a pretty smart guy. I think the organization is pretty smart. Um to to say that they purposely did this in front of every single person in that uh, media room is just it's I mean that's beyond stupid if you're in a New England Patriots that that's I mean that's utterly idiotic I mean there's there's no logical way you can sit there and be I mean this is like the classic like terrible criminal oh we're we're gonna do it right in front of everyone I mean that's 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 stupid I mean if they really wanted that they. If they really wanted that information, if it was that vital to what they were trying to do and they were trying to decipher what, you know, Zach Taylor, the big bad Zach Taylor, the one in 12 Zach Taylor uh, was doing as coach of the uh, Bengals, um, they could have sent a unmarked person into the stands with a cell phone and they would have got better footage. Because, again, people are ignoring the fact that <laughs> they don't even look at the scoreboard. They don't look at down and distance. So, so what kind of information can you glean from that when you have no reference point? You have no idea when it was taken, what people are coming in and out, what play, this, that, and the other. It's just it's it's so stupid because it, it, it's showing the people that just want the Patriots to be guilty. Damn the facts. Who cares about circumstantial evidence? This is as the this, uh, the the explanation for this is is as simple as it is. The Patriots video guy that was not part of the actual team, but yet part of a third-party video production company that's part of Kraft Sports. I mean, there is a separation between the two. I've seen a lot of that lately, too. It's like, oh, well, he was hired by the Patriots, so he's part of the team. Okay, so if the caterers went out and took video film from their cell phone, would the Patriots be responsible for that? Because guess what? Technically, they hired those caterers, too, you know? So I've seen that a lot. That That's, again, another... <laughs> Another awful tactic trying to to say, oh, the Patriots, is the, th this is a simple explanation. There's a video crew there doing their job filming on a scout. Likely, they weren't really thinking about what was actually happening during the game or what, what you know, who cares about a Bengals, uh, a Browns game. They were there filming what they were told to do, and that was the scout. They had already filmed some pre-interviews. They had filmed some stuff before the game. Now it was time to film what the advanced scout, which every team has, so don't even start with, oh, why did they have a scout there? Well, because that, that's what smart teams do. Every team does that. They they send an advanced scout to scout your, your future opponents. It, it, it's how football works. So this crew was there to film what he did. So what he's doing is watching the field, watching the substitutions, trying to figure out any sort of information he can. So you pan to the field. You pan to the guy talking about it. it it's a simple explanation of they were getting background footage, and that was that. The guy, the camera guy screwed up. Didn't realize he wasn't able to do that. 
and that was that. There's nothing nefarious about it. There's nothing, um, you know, no no grand scheme of th- you know uh, uh, behind the scenes trying to figure out decipher signals of one team. I mean, it's like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, what why are you doing it to the Bengals? Why not the Chiefs? Why not the Ravens? Why not the Texans? I mean, come on, like, I mean, just use logic, you know, just for once reasonably think about this objectively don't use your your anti-new england bias or you're just your incessant need to hate the patriots i mean you get people up here throwing throwing out these judgments saying oh they have to be gone this is they're, they're serial cheaters blah 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 how are they the only ones who got this uh moniker of being serial cheaters i mean it, this has just been another opportunity for us to go back and look at some of the older uh situations like you know the jets being in this exact same situation and, and no one cared or the Dolphins recording or, 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 or claiming to have uh, audio recordings of, of Tom Brady's audibles. No one cared. No one gave a crap. You know, they just whatever, poo-poo, whatever. And then you talk about other teams filming issues or uh, cheating the salary cap or uh, 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 fibbing the, the injury report. Multiple teams have multiple instances, but yet the Patriots are the only ones who get the label of cheating. And the ironic thing is the history is built primarily on a bunch of misinformation and basically sour grapes because how many instances are they going to be accused in which it's not proven? Because right now my counts, I, I've lost count. It's been so many times that they've been accused of things and not proven. So um, I, I just went on a ridiculous rant and I apologize because I, I was all over the place there. But my frustration is is just is, is seeping through, Mike. And I just, I, I got to... Uh, Oh, I got I got to take a deep breath and 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 come back to earth here. No, it is, and it's warranted. Listen, man, get take 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 a deep breath, get a sip of coffee, collect your thoughts. You're angry. George is getting upset, and <laughs> uh, I understand upset. that. And you know what? And and beyond that, no, seriously, and, and you have every right to be because this is ridiculous, and that's exactly what it is. You called it that. It is ridiculous. Look. It's again back to the analogy I love to use. I hate having to use it, but it is so appropriate. They drink the sand. They Mm -hmm. don't drink the sand because they're thirsty. They drink the sand because they don't want to know the difference. They want to believe that sand is water, and they'll drink it and drink it down and enjoy it. Look, the bottom line is, is if you can find a shred, a shred of doubt in anyone's mind about the Patriots' validity or about their integrity, it will be exploited. It'll be exploited by the national media. It'll be exploited by fans who have nothing but hatred in their soul for the New England Patriots. It Just take a look at Twitter and the cesspool of people that are out there bad-mouthing this team. Uh, you see it every single week. I mean, even before this news story broke, some of the things that are tweeted out about Tom Brady are yeah. disgusting. Thoughts that these people have that function in normal society that are walking around among actual like decent human beings really should be a concern for people i mean it really really should be some of the things that you read about these players and about teams and wishes and how you know uh, i don't even want to repeat some of them because really i mean it is that disgusting and that ridiculous so a story like this is going to catch fire. You ask the question, how did it become so big? How did it become? We both know the answer. And you've expounded on that as well. Mm-hmm. Points that you really made that I want to touch on. 
freelancers. This was a freelance photographer and videographer that was doing this, folks. I spoke to Matt Chatham, who was a former New England Patriot, current analyst for Nesson and The Athletic on Friday. And Matt and I had a very good discussion. We went on for a good amount, of, a good period of time. And Matt lent a lot of insight on this from someone who actually knows what he's talking about, yeah. not someone that's throwing spitballs out there, hoping to get a few likes on Twitter. Matt's actually hitting between the eyes and telling you reality, whether you want to hear it or not is really up to the audience it's up to who, who listens if you don't want to listen you're not going to listen again like i think what you said on uh, either thursday or friday here on uh, fbc radio live you stick your fingers in your ears and go la 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 la, la not listening <laughs> patriots cheating that's it that's what you want to do if that's what you're going to do no one is going to change your mind no reality no uh, logic nothing is going to change these people's minds but anyone that's even a little bit on the fence i encourage you to listen to this Freelancers do not know NFL rules. They're not supposed to know NFL rules. They are supposed to go in and do their job, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it's a pun, but it fits. That's exactly mm -hmm. what this guy David Mandela was doing when he went in there. He was doing his job. He was filming. Did not realize he shouldn't be filming the, uh, the field. The actual footage, people are so hung up on the background noise and the actual commentary in the back that they're not really looking at the footage. Did you see, did you see the footage? There is nothing decipherable in that footage that in any in. way would help a New England Patriots team or any team for that matter decipher what the hell these signals are doing. You and I follow football pretty closely. We're starting to you know, be able to read a little bit on sideline activity and things of that nature. You look at this and there's nothing there that warrants it. It's the commentary in the background. What you did is you caught somebody that's a freelancer trying to do his job, caught him doing something he shouldn't be doing. You're calling on, you're calling him out. And yes, he's going to be nervous as a result. I don't think that's blockbuster news here, but yet people are acting like he was caught red handed, that he was caught with the rifle in the sniper's nest on the third floor of the school book depository. It's not that simple folks. All right. The second point that you made in the expounding that you made is there's no way on earth the New England Patriots would have been that stupid to ask for credentials, go up there and do what they needed to do, and this be the only team that they did it for. They did not do this in any – this was not an elaborate scheme or an elaborate uh, you know, opportunity for them to be able to do it. Nobody – they didn't take footage on any other team. This was it because it was part of the – documentary that they were doing and it was just unfortunately it was wrong place at the wrong time and lastly and i think a point that not too many people are bringing up is if you really want to know what happened why are we seeing this like like 30 second to a minute 30 second snippet of it i thought there were eight minutes of footage where's the rest <laughs> of the eight minutes where's the rest of this footage that probably will lend a lot more insight on this matter than what we've seen no again national narrative got to drive it put the most damning part in there and make the patriots look as bad as we possibly can it's ridiculous it's absolutely asinine you have every right to be upset I'm upset, and I think that it lends into the fact that really, I mean, what are we doing here? Is this a glorified witch hunt? You know, I mean, no. the, the, you know, Salem is far is, is really like far north of, of Foxborough, folks. If you want, if you want to study about that, just take a, a drive up 95, and you'll be able to hit that. This is not the time or the place to do it, and quite frankly, it's just not warranted. You know how to accuse the Patriots of cheating. You just don't know how to prove it.
<laughs> and that's really the point of yeah, doing that's it. The Anybody point. could just accuse them. <laughs> because and, and, and that's and that's ex- honestly that's exactly where we are in this. Because again, I can uh, I mean just count all the ridiculous. Oh, they 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 messed with the headsets, or there's warm Gatorade, or they stole playbooks out of hotels, or they pulled fire alarms, or I mean, you know, one of the stories you used to hear as a kid is the boy who cried wolf. Well, guess what? All these little boys, because that's what they are. You know, they're children crying because they can't beat the Patriots. Have cried wolf so many times that um, this this will just eventually get no matter no matter the outcome. Again, and, and the simplest explanation is it was just a mistake. It was an honest mistake that has horrible, horrible optics because there's a bunch of people out there that are so hurt about losing to the Patriots. I have no other explanation and I can't accept responsibility themselves. I mean, case in point, guys like Nick Wright. I mean, he'll go up there and say, oh, well, the, you know, the you know, he had that snarky little uh D-bag comment, you know, oh, well, the Chiefs did this without having to spy. Well, clearly you're misrepresenting the entire case. And the unfortunate thing is he has a platform, so a bunch of knuckleheads are going to go on, watch his, watch his stuff, and be like, yeah, all right, go Nick, I, I love your hair. Um, and your points, you know, I love it. You're so smart and people, and, and people are just going to eat it up and, and they're going to, they're going to quote that and, and cite that from here on out and be like, oh, well, Nick, oh, Nick writes he's clearly got a slant and and this is something that that resonates with a lot of people because guess what they they just they can't accept the fact that their team lost to the patriots i mean ryan clark case in point you got burned by the patriots you got smoked by the patriots on multiple occasions and you can't accept that guess what here's some here's some advice accept it move on with your life and and work at do, uh, being a better an uh, analyst because Clearly, you're you're using your 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 inner judgment, your inner feelings um, that are that are clearly misguided because you know again you lost, so you have this slanted view against the Patriots. Just just stop it. Be a better analyst. Uh, be objective. Do your job. You know, just like the video photographer uh, was doing his job for craft productions, not the Patriots. So um, <clears throat> again, this is just something that I I was mentally preparing myself all week uh, for this to, to to come about, and you know, hey. It, we're, we're right here, and, and and as we speak, I see a poll go up on first take. Uh, do you believe Belichick should be suspended? And it's sixty five thirty five. Yes, like and there's like twenty five hundred votes. Of course, they're going to say. And it's, and it's like, yeah. why? Why? Uh, of course, they're <laughs> going to say he should be suspended when the guy did not do anything wrong in this circumstance. Did he do something wrong in the first uh, um, incarnation of Spygate? Yes, he videotaped from the wrong location after the league told him not to they told him these are the designated areas belichick did it in a different area he did ignore he was punished for it the team was punished for it and they've moved on so many people think that spygate was so much more than what it was and it's nauseating no one bothers to read the actual facts deflate gate could have been diffused in about three hours listen to the bill belichick press conference the mona lisa Vito press conference and he actually nails it and pinpoints yeah. the fact that this was ridiculous this is what happened you want to believe it fine you don't kiss my ass is basically what he's saying and you know bottom line is is people just did not want to believe that they're hearing 11 out of 12 mm-hmm. footballs over inflated uh you're hearing uh you know all this uh this this, this ridiculous you know stuff about you know the the nfl guys telling them at halftime well you're in a lot of friggin' trouble here and you know i mean it's just it's that 
stupid narrative that you can constantly, you know, I took a journalism course in, uh, in, in college and, you know, when it was an introductory journalism course. I did take a few, but that, that was just so, you know, just in case anybody's wondering, I, I, I have done a little bit of, but I did take an introductory journalism class in, in college and it was my freshman year and I'm still kind of green and not really, you know, kind of feeling my way out. And basically what happened was the professor had started a rumor. It had started a rumor about the president of uh, the, uh, the college, wearing boxer shorts and by the end of that tenure by the end of that three-week period where you were supposed to be gathering evidence people around campus were automatically saying that the president of the college was a gold glove boxer so when you start a little seedling and you plant it and it goes and it grows and it grows the story embellishes things get bigger and if it's a driven by a national media outlet you can definitely understand where it's coming from but use your head use your common sense read the facts and if anybody bothers to do that they'll see how ridiculous this thing really is reason will prevail <laughs> well it's like <laughs> i said <laughs> I, I said it last week and and i i i don't feel bad about ruining her name or, or screwing up her name because I, I i don't really care that much to to get it right um but you can correct me here but it was diana Rossini. yes thank you <laughs> diana Rossini, and, yeah. and and the way in which she originally reported the story now let's 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 go back let's go back another time we have to go back jack we have to go back um she, the first couple tweets are, are are talking about an investigation of the patient. Now, clearly, she uh, was given information by either a source or she got it herself. One way or the other, she looked for the information. Now, she made the conscious effort to, A, not investigate all the information, or B, decide to uh, knowingly uh, uh, um, stagger this information because it started with the Patriots being investigated, video cameras, sidelines. Then you wait a little bit. And then, oh, yeah, they got credentials from the Browns, and they said they were there filming a documentary. But the problem is, at that point, the damage is done. It, it, it's done. Why not release all that together? Because then it, then it diffuses it a, at least a little bit, because there's no reference like saying, oh, well, this, you know, the, the, the Rusilli, uh, whatever, Rusini treat, uh, tweets, you know, said that he, it's, it's 11 out of 12, again, all over again. And again, it, all you need is just a couple little sound bites and a couple little headlines to, 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 to shape your entire narrative. And, and, and it doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, this is how crazy that the hate for the Patriots is. Like, people, people have, like, denied science because they hate the Patriots. Like, like think about that. Like, you, like, if I were to sit here and say, if, if you're someone who believes in evolution, okay, and I, I was religious and, and didn't believe in that. And I came to you and I tried to convince you otherwise. Very unlikely that you would ever change your mind because you look at it like, well, science kind of, you know, there's a lot of evidence to suggest science is, is right. So in this case, the same exact situation, I come to you saying, oh, hey, by the way, uh, evolution doesn't exist. And, uh, you know, you were just spawned out of the, you know, the grace of God. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, no, that doesn't happen. And that's what happens in this. Because Deflategate, you say, oh, you know, if, if someone would be like, oh, well, actually, the scientific principle that anyone in, in a cold weather environment uh, is familiar with, whether consciously or un uh, subconsciously, uh, knows that this type of weather affects air pressure in objects. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay, well, no big deal. Reason will prevail. You know, we're good. Reason will prevail! That's right. So... <laughs> 
so again, but but no, people didn't see that. They said, "Oh no, that <laughs> the ideal gas law. That's not real." What? What? <laughs> like, come on! Like, so again, the 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 absolute hate for the Patriots and this uh, uh, ridiculous like paranoia that surrounds this team because people, you know, quite frankly, just they're they're jealous and they they can't understand why their team can't do what the Patriots are doing. Um, has has just completely warped this whole fandom and this whole environment, and uh, it, it's not going to change anytime soon. The, the the one hope that I I get out of this is that the Patriots themselves are going to use this as a as a galvanizing. Um, uh, moment because you know how they 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 take these things and run with it and uh, obviously uh, Belichick was was reportedly pretty pissed about the whole situation and that's always uh, not a good thing for uh, for their opponent so we'll see we'll see this will certainly not be the last time we talk about it and um, uh, I'm sure there's going to be more and more stupid things I mean I haven't even paid attention to any of the morning shows today so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to avoid those because again I'm, I'm trying to keep my blood pressure low and I I uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're already half an hour into the show. So yeah, I know, I know. But and and look, you know what? The, yeah, there's the, you know what? There's strong language, you know, the, the you know between us and and whatnot. And I mean, but you know, so it's not exactly you know the Eddie Murphy raw record this morning. But <laughs> you know, you've been. heard you've heard Ian and, and I you've heard Ian and I a little bit more animated than we have been in the past this morning. But you know, it's it really is. It's just it's. It's a narrative that sh- it's a story that shouldn't be. I really, if this were any other team, there would be nothing to see. Mm-hmm. That video would have come out, and people would have said, "Oh, there's nothing there. They didn't do anything. You know, move on." It's not. But uh, oh, oh, did you see the Patriots didn't tie their shoes today? Let's do a three-hour expose on that. It really <laughs> is. I mean, it's the Patriots. It's gonna be magnified. It's gonna be, you know, pushed to the max and. Uh, Ian's right. It's not going to go away. We'll continue to do our due diligence, folks. But uh, that's that's really that's our two cents on the matter. And you know, for the benefit of those that are listening that don't like the Patriots or hate the Patriots or want to hear us talk about something else, we will dedicate the rest of the show to some of the other great uh, <laughs> NFL slate matchups that happened this weekend because there were quite a few of them. Yes, and and fortunately for us, Festivus is next Monday, so uh, we will we will certainly be airing a lot more grievances then. So maybe I'll save it for then. And let oh the, yes, let the yes. anger two, build. Two up. hours, yeah, <laughs> yep. Let the hate flow through you. Let the hate flow. Yes, good, good, good. So as good, you as yeah. you yes, good. So as you alluded to, um, a lot of great action in the NFL uh, this past week. Uh, we unfortunately we usually do our FPC NFL show Sunday morning, but. Um, we had some technical difficulties with uh, with with some Mac updates that basically knocked out my ability to broadcast any cameras. So uh, unfortunately, we didn't find that out until the very last second. So we weren't able to do our morning show on Sunday. I was very disappointed because I was I was ready to roll there because again there was there was a lot of great stuff uh, heading into the weekend. Um, some of which was uh, had a lot of playoff implications. Um, we we have a basically a mini series between the ten, uh, Titans and the Texans uh, to determine the AFC South Championship. Champion, and we got a winner of game one, which was the Texans, which was pretty good. Um, surprise, surprise of the weekend, obviously, has to be uh, San Francisco. Uh, you know, you lose yeah. Atlanta. I mean, that's look, I don't think anyone anyone is sitting here saying Atlanta is the Bengals. Um, they certainly have talent on that team. So the fact that there is you know, bad record wise as they are, is a little bit surprising, but at the end of the day, they still aren't a great team. So this is, this is shocking, especially uh, considering uh, some of the good teams that San Francisco has beaten this year. And um, we, we've talked about it before. I mean, this NFC conference is, is, is just basically a, a, 
uh, uh, you just shuffle it up. You know, it's it's a bunch of names and a hat, and that's basically what's going on. I mean, one week uh, San Francisco was the fifth seed, then they're back up to the first seed. Now they're back down to the fifth seed. And I mean, look, we're not just talking about a you know a subtle difference in standard. We're talking about having to play four games versus three, having to go on the road against a team like Seattle or um, even even da- I mean even Dallas. I mean, like as much as we joke about Dallas, like they looked really good last night against the Rams. And yeah, they certain- stepped up big time. Yeah, yeah. And, and and look, they're a team that's certainly capable of of winning a game I think you know again do I think that they can make it to the Super Bowl and win it probably not but I mean we've seen stranger things happen I mean that the New York Giants in 2011 were nine and seven obviously and went on to win a Super Bowl so um so look those those top two seeds in the NFC are so very 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 important and um you know, I think it, this this is a big, big time loss for San Francisco because again, you have uh, Green Bay one. Uh, they're they're in contention for one one of those top two seeds. Uh, the Saints play tonight. Uh, they could you know further cement their opportunity to get one of those top two seeds. And and of course, Seattle won yesterday. So again, that's that's just that's bad. And it, look, we're it's it's going to be tough coming out of the NFC. So um, are, are you concerned at all with the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, 29-22, you know, not the, not the, you know, not the best game in the world for, for, for the offense, but, you know, certainly not, you know, terrible. It's just, it's a terrible time to take a loss to a team that you should beat. Yeah, I mean, concerned, yes. Panicked, no. Uh, I think there's still way too much talent in San Francisco for this to be an indicator that this team is a one and done in the playoffs. Or I've even seen people saying, well, if they sputter a couple more times or if they, uh, you know, you know, uh, wither toward the end of the season, they may not even make the playoffs. I don't see that happening. I'd be shocked if it did. Is it possible? Technically. I mean, you look at what the NFC brings to the table and the, the teams that are playing so well right now and really, uh, you know, making strong playoff pushes. Yeah, I mean, it's a concern if you're a 49ers fan to see them drop the game to the Falcons. But again, I think you made a great point. The Falcons have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I think there's been a lot of execution issues this year. They've been dealing with a lot of injury, uh, maybe some you know coaching decisions that haven't been as sound. There's a lot that needs to happen in Atlanta to bring this team back to prominence, but they have the seedlings to be able to do it. This is not a team that has to tear it down and start over. They can compete if they bring in the right pieces and they right the ship a little bit. So I'm not completely shocked to see the Atlanta Falcons pull out a win. This is a team that can be in, be competitive, and win any game that they play. Play. If I'm the San Francisco 49ers, you have to get back to your basics of the defense. You have to make sure that that front seven is ready to go each and every play. That's the strong suit of your defense. It makes your secondary that much better. On offense, uh, a return to running the football is probably their best option at this point. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you do too. We got a lot of affection for him from when he played here in New England. Great kid. Hoping to see him do well. And he's had a pretty good season. But the bread and butter of that great, defense baby. is the run game. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Feels great, baby. Baby. That's right. So, yeah, it feels great, baby. I didn't, didn't yesterday, though. No, no, no. no, 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 no I guarantee okay. enough. No, 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 no. My, my paisan went out home had a couple of glasses of, uh, of uh, you know, red wine, and I'm sure he's, uh, you know, he's, he's feeling the effects. But in any case, what they need to do, I think, is need to bring the ground game back, get these guys more involved. That opens up things in play action for them, and that's their strong suit for the 49ers. So if you're a Niners fan, no need to, you know, take a trip up to the Golden Gate right now. I think everything is, is still pretty good in the Bay Area when it comes to their seeding and their ability to make the playoffs, but you have to 
you have to enter the playoffs on a high note, and they need two big wins going in uh, toward the uh, the remainder of the season to keep themselves in that driver's seat and make sure they remind everyone who they are and mm-hmm. what type of weight they carry in that conference. Well, to kind of, to kind of sum up Atlanta pretty uh you know <laughs> to, to kind of put it pretty pretty obvious i mean look at julio jones i mean the, the, talented uh maybe the most talented receiver in the league i mean arguably you know easily one of the three or four most talented best receivers in the league oh um, yeah without question hadn't scored since week two and 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 that to me is baffling and that kind of speaks to to where the falcons are at it's like you have this talent and then you can't you know, somehow Julio Jones can't find the end zone. And that to me is just, it's just astonishing. But, you know, last, last night, two, uh, two touchdown catches, 134 yards on 13 receptions. So right there you find out, okay, well, Julio Jones, you know, came up big, scored a couple times. And, you know, this is the Atlanta Falcons team. I think you should see or expect to see given their talent. So, you know, I'm with you. I don't think, you know, concern maybe a little bit because there are things that are kind of showing up on the 49ers here and there that you want to get corrected before the playoffs but um, panic problem absolutely not because there's no shame really and in, in, despite what their record says there's no shame in losing a close game like that to Atlanta who again is very capable of stepping it up and uh, winning a game like this so uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see we'll see if uh, the 49ers can rebound but they got two weeks to do it and figure it out because again I'm pretty sure that they they like to get that first round by because as much as I love the 49ers oh, yeah. um, I think it would be tough for them to go uh, four games, especially winning a couple on the road to, to some of the places yeah. where they might have to go to uh, go win a win a Super Bowl. So um, speaking of Dallas and uh, this, this was interesting because, um, it, you know, obviously one of the under, you know, biggest storylines uh, about you know, the NFL is the issues with the, the, the officiating. This is not the first time this yeah, yeah, conversation's I Yeah, I know, Roger. Yeah, we, we, we yes, talk about thank this you, Mr. Commissioner. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's always, he's always got to just butt in with, with whatever he feels like. Oh. You know, well, yeah. you know, we're we're thankful the commissioner listens yeah, to well, us each yeah, every morning. That's, you know, that that's true. That that's very true, and uh, he's he's been kind enough not to. to we are honored and grateful payment. to welcome him on the day of our daughter's wedding. Yes, <laughs> there you go. But um, so th- th- there could have been a, a, a more of a controversy had this game gone any other direction. But um, this is something that happens to me every so often in Madden, where you accidentally click or, or, or select uh, kick instead of defer, which basically says you're. You're, you're taking uh you're you're choosing the kickoff which gives the other team the option to choose what they want at the start of the second half which why would you also be kind enough to kick to them you would take the ball twice so uh this is what happened at the uh at the kickoff between uh Dak, uh the the coin toss and everything it is heads dallas has won the toss you want to kick we defer the second half okay you're going to kick So, I you know, I, obviously he said defer in there, but he also said kick first, and it seems like Walt Coleman just kind of decided like, hey, we're we're gonna stick with kick because that's what you said first. Which, again, I it, it, we're, we're we're talking about you know word choice here, but uh, do you who do you who do you put fault on on this? Because this seems like. Yeah, Dak screwed up. I mean, he said the wrong thing. He should have said defer. I mean, because that's that's obviously, you know, you don't get to sit there and go back and forth and decide. But I also think it was a very clear, obvious uh, 
just a bad wording on his part. He it was obvious that they wanted to defer um, and kick in a certain direction because obviously if they defer, then the other team's going to take the ball. I mean, they're they're not going to kick off. So, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's got to be on deck to be able to call yeah. that correctly. I mean, you're a team captain. You're going to that, you know, that level. Uh, you're in there to specifically for that reason. You're the guy making the call. You have to know how to call it. I mean, there's no question about it. But again, there are times where these things are not as clear as 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 a bell. I mean, there's just there's really there's certain circumstances that lend into that. We've seen Matthew Slater, who is as heads up and as dedicated and as great of a special teams captain and, uh, you know, as great at doing what he does. And there have been some questions sometimes about some of the coin tosses and the callings and, and things of that nature. It can get a little confusing and a little difficult in that situation. Ultimately, it's the job of the official to be able to make the call and be able to keep order and determine exactly what happened and how this happens because athletes are, you know, they're, they're charged up, they're ready to go. And, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved. The official was supposed to be the calming factor there. So yes, I do put it on deck for not calling it correctly, but I think the official could have handed a candle a little bit better and be able to decipher exactly what the intention was, because I don't think it was so egregious where Dak was, you know, making one call and then reversing it and go, Oh, heads. Oh, I meant tails. No, I meant heads. No, I meant tails. It wasn't something like that. I think this could have been a little easier, uh, determined. So I, I think there's, uh, a little bit of blame pie to be served on both sides of this coin. Yeah, and and, and uh, I, I like that. Good, good. Uh, was what is, was that intentional? Both sides of this coin? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. It just kind of came out. It was organic, and you know, on a Monday morning, you know, you're having a couple of extra sips of coffee. Sometimes the brain fires and it works. So that was my one good line for the week, I guess. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm out. That's oh. it. I'm out. <laughs> Um, no, this is this is certainly far better than Jerk Store. Um, no, that was good. I like that. I, I, it was it was very subtle. I mean, it just speaks to your talent and your abilities because you you just know just so uh, nonchalantly just just put out a great pun. So um, uh. I appreciate you. There you go. Uh. <laughs> I'm practicing myself. I got my. Uh, it's going on too. Uh. No, I. <laughs> no, I like like I said. I uh, I've been. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been uh, preparing for for a potential uh, Godfather discussion, so I have been watching those. But, anyways, um, ah, I, absolutely, I guess, uh, yep, little 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 subtle, uh, yeah, little subtle uh, there. foreshadowing there for, uh, yep, shape it be my pod yep. right here on Full Press Radio, uh, Godfather Two and Godfather Three could be an interesting mm-hmm. discussion, folks. Stay that, tuned for that. That's very <laughs> true. And actually, I do. I almost forgot to bring this up, and I'm glad that I didn't because uh, I didn't forget because I'm, I'm assuming you watched the NFL 100 episode uh, on the um, tight ends, correct? Oh, absolutely. And Rob Gronkowski, definitely. Well, uh, surprisingly, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Rob Gronkowski. It was actually another little soundbite from that uh, from that episode that um, that that caught my let's say it 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 caught my attention. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) apparently Bill Belichick has uh, utter disdain for that song. And um, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I I know. And I love that him and and Tony Gonzalez started to sing it because I I understand why. Because if you're getting steamrolled by the Chargers and you have to hear that um, every every other day. I mean, look, 
during the course of the Stanley Cup Finals, I I publicly said I hated Hall and Oates because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> T- Toronto Maple Leafs played it after every goal, and and uh, of course I, I still will not play Gloria by Laura Brannigan, no, no, the late I, great that, Laura Brannigan. No song. disrespect no. to her, I still will not Done. play that song. Finished. Comes on the radio, and I it, it's. It takes every bit of my self-control not to smash the holy hell out of the radio rather than just shut it off. I shut it off because I'm a reasonable man, you know, but uh, I, my, my desire is to really just grab the microphone, grab the, grab the microphone, grab the uh, the baseball bat and go Billy Bats on it. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it, you know? Yeah, it, it, I can't. That that song is absolutely ruined. Not, and again, look, yeah. like, I didn't really like it to begin with, so it's not that hard. I love Holland. I like, I love their music. So to, to hate them is, 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 uh, it hurt me for, for that's a tough. couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean that, that really is. I, it's to it, be, it's it's tough to hate something you love. Yeah, that's to, that's really difficult. I, I be, agree. To be fair, I I took that back almost instantly. I I regretted. I immediately regretted that decision to say that, and I I took it back. So, I uh, believe I replied to your tweet that yes. night with an "I can't go for that." No can <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a lot of reaction. Just from, goes to show you the level of dementia you're dealing with here, yeah. folks on FBC Radio Live. As if you didn't know already. Uh, yeah, Ian and I uh, we 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 live on a different planet, but you know yeah. what? It's fun. We have a good time doing the show. Exactly. So it's all good. Exactly. And anytime yeah. I get a chance to 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 play any sort of uh, San Diego superchargers i i will i will um i will abide and, and i saw that oh yeah like, you know what the hell with it give me a little bit give me give me a 10 second snippet right now oh, we, okay. we, we need it to inject some one? life in you want you we want really the, want we, we we oh, we okay. want the right. snippet well, right now yes yeah, so. you know as as i sit here and delay to try to bring it up you know yeah there we go <laughs> ah, there. oh there we go turn the music up there it is see i love this how, how could you hate this song I just, I, it's good. I know the song way too well. Dun, dun, dun. Diego Superchargers. Yeah, just just keep going, Mike. I, I'll save this clip for prosperity. Diego Chargers. Boom, boom, boom. You got to love the bass line here. Coming away. Okay, all right, folks. We're sorry. We I think we've actually just re- lost a record number of uh, listeners at one time. So I apologize. We will uh, we will cut that out. We, we... Hey, you never know. People may rather listen to that song than listen to Heroes Talk. So that's, you know, that's, that's, it's very, the that's very sword. true. That's very true. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yep. they'd rather hear us talk. You know, just I'm I'm gonna take a chance and say that. So. I hope so. I mean, we live in hope. We live. We hope that's the case. Yeah, we live in something, and it might be delusion and not hope. But you know, we'll 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 figure that out at some point. Uh, I like to think we live among the delusion. I like yep. to think we're the ray of hope among the delusion. So <laughs> actually, I think that's how we should be marketing this show right now. I, I think maybe I was. Uh, uh, it's yet to be determined, but maybe I was a little bit delusional in thinking that the Titans were uh, were going to steal this division from the Texans. Now, I'll give the Titans credit; they battled back in this game and made it a game. But uh, for 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 the majority of it, it looked like the Titan, Texans were come came to play last week on the road. And um, look, there, there's still a lot to be determined in this division. Uh, obviously, because they meet again at the, the last week of the the season, so. Um, it'll likely come down to that game if they say both win this week or both lose. So what what were your takeaways from that game? I, th- I think Houston did what they're supposed to do. I do think Houston is the better team when they play their game, but um, all too often they can they can show up and lay a, lay an egg. So um, I thought they showed up this weekend and uh, fortunately held off the Titans who, who rallied there at the end behind the cannon arm of Ryan Tannehill, by the way. 
Absolutely. No, I mean, the Titans showed me a lot in this game by battling back. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely a team that's on the cusp of something that they uh, they can really build on. If for any reason this year is not their year in terms of making the playoffs and making that push, uh, they've got a lot of promise on that team next year. I think Mike Vrabel has got that team moving in the right direction. But credit the Houston Texans. They came out in a game they absolutely needed to win, set the tone early. Kenny Stills, two touchdowns early. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I thought, was very good in this game. I thought the defense came up big when they needed to. So, you know, these are th- these are circumstances where both teams knew what, what the stakes were. The Texans took it to them, a, a, a shutout first quarter. I mean, really, I mean, defensive slugfest there, some miscues. But in the second quarter, the Texans really amped it up. Uh, I mentioned the other uh, two touchdowns for, uh, uh, for uh, Kenny Stills. And, you know, to me, this right now becomes – a situation where the Texans may indeed be the team that we thought they were. Now, is that to say that they're in the upper echelon or right now in the driver's seat to be able to take it to the teams in the AFC uh, as a whole? I, I still think the Ravens and the Patriots are still the two best teams in this conference. And ultimately, I think that's how this conference is going to shake out. I think it'll be a, a battle uh, between these two teams for a right to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, that's a toss right now i mean you can really you know look at it as as well as the ravens are playing you have to think they're in the driver's seat they'd be the favorite and it probably would be warranted at that point but the texans are a team that can make some noise they can string together some good teams my question with the texans is will we see the sustain next week because we've seen them pull out big games play very well over the course of the last you know few games here in the season and then come out and and look pretty lackluster if they come out and finish the season strong, that's definitely a team to keep an eye on in the AFC. If they sputter next week or if they kind of limp toward the postseason, uh, then that may be a team that's right for the pickings in terms of a first-round exit. So uh, congratulations to the uh, the Texans for winning that game. I think now they're in the driver's seat for the division. But uh, keep a sharp eye on them to see how they respond next week as well. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> again, this is uh, just, just an interesting race. And I, I think you, you uh, hit the nail on the head, as they say, or as you say. Um, Drink up, me, Audio. Drink up, drink <laughs> up, guys. It's it's five o'clock somewhere. If not, it's it's nine yeah, o'clock. Absolutely, on a well, definitely not five o'clock here. I <laughs> yeah, tell you no, what, no. more stupid crap comes out from uh, you know all this uh, <laughs> this this uh, Spygate stuff. You know, Ian and I are going to be drinking on the air. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I'm just going to start by by pounding a a a, a big uh, tall tall boy or something like that before every episode and just kind of give you my no we'll be like we'll, we'll be like bob uecker from uh major league where he has the big vat of jack daniels next <laughs> yeah. to that my friend i you know what? Ian, I ian's, ian's gonna be taking ian's gonna be taking a drink he's gonna be dabbing it behind his ear like <laughs> like uecker did because yeah. <laughs> he loves I'm, jack daniels I'm, so much I, I, i'm thinking about grabbing the whiskey that's currently behind my computer uh screen but but again that's 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 for later in the day i don't you know I'm not a, you know, I'm not drinking yet. You know, it's only Monday. We'll 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 revisit this on Wednesday or Thursday and see where we're at. But um, no, I like what the Titans did. I like uh, that they were able to come back and look. They'll have another opportunity last game of the season if things work out. And you know, at the very least, they're, they they know they're in this hunt here for the um for the wild card, especially especially after the Steelers lost last night. So, um, I uh. 
<laughs> yeah, look, you know, real briefly, you know, obviously we talked a lot about the Patriots earlier, not on field issues or on field uh, uh, circumstances, obviously. But um, I was really impressed, uh, just, despite it being uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, I was really impressed with the defense. And I, I saw some things offensively that that are very uh, encourageable uh, if you're a Patriots fan and, and looking for something to build off of. And, and first and foremost, the uh, the usage of Nikhil Harry uh, skyrocketed. Yes. Um, you know, and, and he made, he made some really really nice plays. Probably his best play was a was unfortunately called back. He made a really nice catch. Um, look, I thought to, you know the, again, you know we we've been we've been uh, talking about this all season. I, the numbers obviously don't you know don't look flashy, but I thought Tom Brady was really good last night. And um, given you know some of the. It, you know, they were moving the ball pretty well. I mean, it, obviously, at the beginning of the game, they couldn't get the run game going, um, and he was under pressure quite a bit. But when things started to settle down and they started to, you know, to really get Nikhil Harry involved, um, I, I thought you saw a, a, sh- a shift in, um, you know, just efficiency. I thought they moved, like I said, I just thought they moved the ball really well, and I saw some things um, that we just hadn't been able to see. Like the touchdown pass on Nikhil Harry, I feel, has been missing all season. Um, yes, Something like that where the Patriots needed a guy on the outside to be able to make a play. Harry was able to step up big time and do that. And, you know, Dave Brown, who uh, is uh, a Patriots beat writer for the Concord Monitor, is a friend of myself, friend of Ian's, and uh, uh, just a great journalist, a highly recommended follow on social media. One of the funniest, most subtle, funny, uh, sarcastic, snarky guys that you'll ever see. But he's always spot on in his analysis. And he tweeted out something yesterday that said that, if the Patriots start catching some of these makeable passes, then everyone is going to have to acknowledge absolutely that everyone is going to have to acknowledge that the offense has figured it out. Drops are such a big part of the reason why this uh, team is, is having so many incompletions, why Tom Brady's stat line is not as impressive as it should be. It's not scheme. It's not really schematic. It's not anything to do with that. It's not aging players uh it's not anything else that's going on with this it really truly is just mental mistakes that need to be shored up once they do that this team will be able to figure it out and you'll see a lot of what the patriots are capable of doing here. well i didn't even see what the stat line was but i didn't or the snap counts were but um i i really don't remember seeing jacoby myers out there much uh yesterday and again you talk uh, about very seldom yeah you, you talk about you talk about drops and he had two really big ones even look even Nikhil harry had or i'm sorry Sorry, not to kill Harry. Mohamed Sanu had another big drop on third down yesterday. And, yes, he did. Or, I'm sorry, on fourth down. And you sit there and be like, oh, Tom Brady's, in, you know, look, he's only completing 50% of his passes again. That that tells me when, when people come at me with, with these with these quote-unquote stat lines, it just tells me you don't watch the game you don't watch it objectively. You you watch it and you, you just look for things. You know, it, it, it's why every Tom Brady incomplete or overthrow, which there aren't really many, there's maybe one or two a game, uh, gets overblown. It's like, wait a minute. Every quarterback has those in every single game, but no one gets the the type of scrutiny that Tom Brady has. And again, this is because he's the GOAT, and no matter what, even if people don't want to admit it, that's a, this is why they hold him to such a high standard. It's the only reason for it. Um, but I, I thought he looked really well, uh, really good, uh, considering the circumstances. The, there was still some inconsistency on the line. Like, there was a few times where they, it just felt like there was just, they were key, uh, teeing up on him on third down, especially. And, um, you know, but going back to that touchdown throw, the ability of Nikhil Harry to uh, roll out and get open, and that's the biggest thing to me was uh, 
the the receivers have been having a hard enough time as it is getting open off the initial break and uh, off the initial route. Now in that on that touchdown pass, Tom Brady had to move around. And generally when Tom Brady has to move around, it, it's very unlikely that these, these receivers are all of a sudden going to get open because again, you know, it, it's just, it, it's hard, but the kill Harry stuck with it and he followed through with it. And Brady made a really, really nice throw in the back of the end zone. Again, these things aren't going to get talked about. They're going to talk about the one overthrow that he made, but um, I thought he played really well. That, that, that connection is, is encouraging. Um, I am a little bit concerned about Julian Edelman because I think he's just a walking wounded right now, and um, yeah, I, I, I this this feels like a just a you know a Gronk just just struggling to get to the finish line in in the sense that just trying to kind of patch himself together and, and all the credit to him. I mean, he's he's one of the toughest guys you watch week in and week out. I mean, he he's going to play through just about anything if he can walk, he'll be out there. So. Um, but again, I just I just hope that at some point in the next few weeks it doesn't come back to hurt the Patriots because he is such a huge part of this offense. But it is encouraging yeah, to see these other guys. It is. It really is. And they need them to step up. Look, uh, there was the report right before the game yesterday. Mike Giardi of NFL Network reported that Julian is dealing with a tendon issue. And uh, Dr. Jessica Flynn, who uh, writes for the Boston Sports Journal, has an excellent piece out there on this. I encourage everyone, if you're at all concerned about Julian Edelman's knee, read this piece. It's an eye opener. Uh, It does give you best case scenario, worst case scenario. Jess is the best in the business of being able to do that. Her diagnoses are always spot on. So check that out and that'll give you a little bit more information uh, on uh, Julian Edelman's knee and what this could mean going forward for the Patriots but it was encouraging to see Tom Brady get a good synergy going with Nikhil Harry yesterday Uh, Myers was used sparingly I don't know if that was game planning issues or whatnot Um, but uh, Sanu needs to step up and start making some catches Uh, that really to me is a concern if I'm a Patriots fan Uh, but other than that I thought uh, uh, the running I thought we saw some explosiveness from Rex Burkhead yesterday it really surprises Mm -hmm. me that they're not not utilizing that type of on the touchdown that he had it really surprises me that they're not utilizing that a little bit more the mismatch on the linebacker being able to break free and get a good burst and you saw that yesterday that he still got some explosiveness there so look for him to be a big part as well i'll be honest i was kind of disappointed he ran that in <laughs> i was like go down go down i want tom to throw it <laughs> Like, like, I'll be honest, like I said, I want, I wanted him to do it for, and there's still an opportunity for him. I mean, I, I wrote about this the other day and I said, this essentially amounts to which twin was bo- born 30 seconds before the other, um, when it comes to breaking Peyton Manning's record, but it would have been nice to, to have him do it first, or at least tie it first. Uh, Drew Brees obviously has an opportunity tonight, um, and he only needs, uh, two to, um, two to tie three to break it. So hopefully, right. hopefully he gets held to one touchdown tonight and, and, Tom will have a chance on uh, Saturday, but I was sitting there saying, I'm like, no, 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 don't. I love it. This is great. I'm like cheering and saying, <laughs> I'm cheering and saying no at the same time. I just, I couldn't, uh, I, the emotion. It was were, quite the, yeah. yeah, it was, as, it was as a great Newman run. would say, it was quite, a great run. Yeah. As Newman would say quite the conundrum. Yes. Qu- <laughs> yes. Quite the conundrum. But if, if I had to choose, I guess it'll be a little bit nicer yep. if he has the op- option or the ability or the uh, opportunity, rather, to do it at home against the Buffalo Bills. So to we'll do see. it at home against, yeah, yeah so exactly. So. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, because uh, that'll be a tough matchup. So, uh, real quick tonight, uh, we got New Orleans, we got Indianapolis. Um, my, 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 my heart's telling me Breeze won't do it, but, you know, my gut's telling me he only needs three touchdown passes to, to break the record. So, I, I kind of think he's going to end up doing it tonight, but... 
I'll certainly be rooting for him not. Just hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara. That's fine. <laughs> you know, come come on, Indy defense, you know? You know, I think yeah. you know, I think Saints are gonna win, but I think the Saints will win tonight and then further, you know, secure the their, you know, first round by hopes. Um but uh, you know, I'm I'm just hoping that it's uh <laughs> it's not by on the arm of Drew Brees. Let's 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 give it one more week of anticipation and know that both of us will break it. We'll break <laughs> exactly. the record next week and then we'll 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 see who finishes the season and we'll uh <laughs> before they start going back and forth next year with it. So Well, this was this was uh this was a blast. It was frustrating. It was uh, you know, a little little you know, yeah, got got something some off my chest a little bit, but yeah, this was very cathartic for the both yeah. of us. I, I, if any of you hung in there from the time <laughs> that we went on the air to the op- to the uh, the closing moments here, uh, we appreciate it very much. It's yeah. probably a tough one to listen to for the masses, so thank you and very I, much. And I, I know, I know what you're, I know what you're thinking when it comes to to Spygate too. This argument is irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it's stupid. It, it's it's such a dumb thing. You know, we shouldn't be doing it, but um, it, it's there. It's 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 in the. <laughs> It's in the football world. It's 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 resonating. With oh, it'll now. remain. It'll remain a story until the Patriots are no longer in the playoffs, or until the Super Bowl, or whenever they get eliminated. Yeah. That's when the story will go away. That's when everybody will finally get what they want. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. But until then, we will. We know we will be back uh, talking. Likely, um, some something tidbit about this uh, tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. So be sure to join us. We will be back tomorrow morning, eight a.m. Of course, on Full Press Radio, Sportscaster, and uh, multiple multiple other platforms as you po- see us pop up on Twitter and, and Facebook and all that stuff. So check it out. Uh, the replay will air at 2 p.m. today. Uh, and, of course, you can check out the podcast. Uh, search FPC Radio Live on Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all those great platforms, all the ones that you know, all the ones you haven't heard of. We're there. Check us out. Um, we appreciate the listens and the support. So until then, we will be back tomorrow. We will give you more information on our plans for next week because we're excited for our festivist show. Uh, but uh, we will recap Monday Night Football. We'll probably touch on a few more of these topics from this weekend because there's still a lot more to get to. We just have so little, little time. So for myself, I am Ian Glendon. Follow me on Twitter. It's at IGLEN31. The man without the video, he is Mike DeBate. It is at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And, of course, follow us on Full Press Radio at Full Press Radio. How about that? So, folks, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Take care.